So, and we are here today bringing you all the, the, the talk and news around uh, New Bern and Craven County. And so if you're listening to us, of course, you can be on the radio 94.1 or you can live stream us at talk newburn.net and we want you to join in the conversation with us so if you have a comment you want to tell us something you can go to city talk at talk newburn and email us you can go to facebook at talk newburn you can tweet at talk newburn and you can call us at 252-633-4243 and lee i'm so glad it's friday happy friday (laughs) hey i'm telling you what i'm glad it's friday too Last night we had date night again. Date Thursday night. night, Thursday night, awesome. date night. The Italians were in town. Can I talk a little bit about Just this? Just very briefly, but it was a great, great couple of days for us, and uh, you know, it, it's fun when we can do stuff like that. There, I, I guess the, the Italians came in from a winery in Italy. In they Tuscany. put on a, a, a Tuscany, and they put on this great. Um, great class about wines yes and they just over at aperitif and it was just top of small little dishes but one dish was better than the next <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun and Steve, you were the best dish there yeah i hear you thanks um it's steve and i had uh you know on our trips to italy we visited this winery we've probably been there about four times and when we were there this past summer they said they were coming to america and and basically bringing their show on the road and so we invited them to come here to Newburn, and it was great. I mean, they were we uh, welcomed Lilo and Ivano Jackie, oh, and they were fabulous. Lilo's accent, <laughs> Lilo's accent was perfect. Yeah. All the all the women were were swooning over that accent. <laughs> and Lilo, if you're listening, can I have my wife back now, yeah, please? But bring always, her home. you know, there's lots of good things happening in Newburn, not only in our restaurant but in all places. And um, I tell, you, I want to thank everybody. This week, I've gotten lots of emails and notes about things that are happening that people want us to promote and talk about and thank you so much what we're going to do is because we're getting bombarded a little bit is i'm going to give them all to our producer neil and we're going to try to get as many up on our website as possible so you can always go to talknewburn.net and and find out what's going on in the community and um, i promise you we'll try to get them organized and mention some of them on the air because i think it's important i mean everything that what's happens in this little little town now tonight there is winter feast at Triumph Palace, and it's a fundraiser for the Triumph Palace Foundation, which is, you know, does great, great things for the palace. What, what is it? What are you going to do well, at Winter it'll Feast? Well, it'll be an oyster roast, and they'll have other things there, but it's a great place to come and Did socialize. we have to already buy tickets for that, or can you just uh, yeah, show Yeah, I think you sec- can buy tickets at the door. But it's just a great event. You know, call over to Tryon Palace, check them out, and uh, come out and support that tonight. And I know there's just a list of others. I'm a little brain dead this morning. Uh, today's my... Um, Dane Bramage. Today's my I'm go Dane pirate Bramaged. day, so I'm going to be leaving the show about 8.30. She's all dressed up in purple. Yeah, I got my colors. I'm wearing my colors today, so um, I am only going to be here till 8.30 today. And then our good friend, Denny Booker, is going to come in and, and close the show with you. But, you mean babysit. Yeah, I have to have somebody. I can't leave you alone Lee oh my god you Jenny's know I coming just, into babysit I just I never know but you know busy week in New Bern this week as far as uh, the board of aldermen but what we're going to do when we come back after break is we're going to recap for just a few minutes about our show last week we got you know, so that we had uh, over 1500 downloads of that show yeah. 1500 downloads of that show sheriff monette was absolutely phenomenal right. i think we uh we we we're talking about the drug epidemic in eastern carolina and craven county it hit a nerve and um we met yesterday with randy foster to, yes. de- to decide how we're moving forward with the drug summit we're going to put this thing together and guess what newburn 
Um, we're a small, great little town. Neil's holding up the one minute, but we're a small, great little town. I am betting that we can make a huge dent if we all get involved. We can make New Bern a drug-free town. I think we can do it. It's ambitious. It and it's not the just say no hey, deal. Look, it's I'll, not take the it just one, no- I'll take one at a time. If we can just help one person at a time, that will be a success to me. But I become, you know, the more I thought about it, the more people talked to me and mentioned that they heard the show, the more it fired me up that we really need to get something done. And when we come back from commercial break, um, we're going to talk a little bit more on what's going to happen, what we're trying to bring together. If you're listening out there and want to get involved, we certainly want to hear from you. You. So we want everybody to get that cup of coffee. Uh, my sister Debbie's here, so she's, she's lis- great. She's listening local now, and um, uh, Deb, get another cup of coffee because we're going to be right back with more from City Talk. Oh no, 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 no! We will never stop believing. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> hey, the coffee just came in. That's wonderful. There's biscuits and bagels and coffee and all all sorts of things. That's wonderful. Sabrina's going to get geared up in a minute. Yep. Hey, we're here, uh, Lee and Sabrina, City Talk live on W. And BU 94.1. Hey, let me tell you, yesterday was something called Admin Day at the Superior Court. Admin Day in Superior Court. That is, that's where uh, all the lawyers go to, 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 uh, to stand in front of a judge. If you don't have enough, if you don't have enough uh, defense to go to trial, we plead out the cases. Let me tell you, just about 95% of those cases that I pled out yesterday are drug-related. The last three I did here, they had the exact same story. Um, one of the guys got uh, got in a motorcycle accident. He had to have titanium rods in his in his leg. He got uh, he was given these Percocets or oxycodones. After after about four months being on those, the doctor said you don't need these anymore. And the guy said, Hey. Uh, he didn't realize it, but he's an addict. This kid was going off to, he was going to ECU to be a registered nurse. And I said, did you ever, before this, before this accident with these Percocets, oxycodones, did, you know, were you a drug guy? And he said, no, I wanted to be a registered nurse. I said, did you ever want to have to break into cars? And did you ever have to want to break into people's houses uh, for, for drug money? He said, this is not, I went to Parrot Academy. This is not the way I saw my life going. And I, you know, I sat up there time and time again and explained it to to the judge so much that I actually just let me record it and play it again. This story is so commonplace it and is. so prevalent that we But we've really got to stop the merry-go-round. These people need help. They don't know where the resources are out there. So, you know, again, it rattled my cage enough where we needed to do something. So we've decided to, we're going to try to pull together a drug summit and you can call it whatever you want. And it's, you know, I want to make sure that this is something that we just don't sit around and talk about the same old, same old no, all the time. Plan. You know, action this plan. happens, that happens. But I want, a- you're right, I want action steps. I want goals and objectives to come from this. And so if we have some, what they call low-hanging fruit, if there's something that we can do immediately, let's get it done. If there's something that may take a year or two to do, let's move in that direction. We have got to stop. We This community is great for sitting around and talking about something. But, you know, we've got to be people of action and try to make a difference and if it's just finding a place where people who don't have insurance and don't have the means or maybe they don't want anybody to know because they're embarrassed that they're hooked on these pills or whatever that they can have a confidential meeting with somebody to to cry out for help and say hey I need help and um, I won't mention any names but a friend of a friend of ours came to us uh just yesterday and he he owns a business here and I'm 
so proud of, of his employee. His employee came to him and said, hey, I have a drug problem. Can you help me? This is before law enforcement, before he, before he hit rock bottom. This guy out there, a struggling addict, very good worker, been a, a, a stalwart employee and came and said, I have a problem. And guess what? His employer said, yeah, let's let's find you the resources. Right, right. Then if you're out there and you're like that, know that the you know, you're out there and you're struggling with a drug addiction. Um, know that there's resources. Talk to somebody. And you know what the best part about it was last week? The, the willingness and the openness of our elected sheriff, Jerry Monette, to come on with us and, and say, hey, you know what? We really can't arrest our way out of this. This is a huge problem. We can't incarcerate everybody. We have to use law enforcement in conjunction with everybody else. His words, his words really hit home. And I talked to uh, the Pamlico sheriff after that. Um, he's on, he's board on board with the yeah. summit. And what we're going to do is, you know, again, we met with Randy Foster. They're going to be willing to work with us on this. And we're going to reach out. WCTI, if you're out there, we're going to be calling you. We'd really like for you to get involved with this. Um, we want all forms of media. The city of Newburn. we hope that uh, Chief Summers will come on board with us and work with us on this. Um, Havelock, you know, the surrounding areas, the Riverbend. We want to bring everybody to the table. And we want to make this professional. We want to make it thought-provoking. But we also want to hear from some people who have who have been in trouble and who have walked down this path so they could help us understand where we the holes really are and what we can do to help these people and, and make it better because I do not want to see one more Craven County young person die from heroin or any of this stuff. It's ridiculous. Just last and Friday. so unnecessary. Just last Friday after the show, uh, one of my clients came in and brought me one of those little flyers for a memorial service for a young lady, 27-year-old girl who'd overdosed and wanted me to attend the and wanted me to attend the memorial service. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't last weekend, but you know, I was like, and then listening to myself yesterday as a defense attorney, saying all that, I said, you know what? I don't want to have to get up here another. And all these stories are true. I'm not making them excuses, but it's like, you know, damn, if we can just stop this before you get involved with law enforcement. So here's what Randy, um, you know, we, we were spitballing yesterday. These are, these are the organizations we want to kind of reach out to. And we're going to be asking for volunteers very shortly, but you know, we're looking to RCS. We're looking for veterans affairs. Uh, you know, DSS is going to be have to a big one. Obviously, Law enforcement, Sheriff Monette, Chief Summers, we want you involved. Um, doctors, uh, if we can get... Absolutely. We need the medical profession here because a lot of it starts <clears throat> there in the overprescribing of medication to some of these people, that, and they get hooked because they have pain for one reason or the other. But And if you have <laughs> access, and, and I'm going to do something I'd never do, and, I, and I, I've never done it before, but if you have access to... Uh, if you're a doctor in the medical profession and you have somebody out in mind who would be who would be willing to talk about this, here's my cell phone number. Well, well, let's do this. Just let them come to our site. If you'll come to talknewburn.net, come on, Lee. Everybody knows. Give them your business number. Everybody knows how to find you. Te text me at six three nine zero five three one. Right. Text. And, text you know, only. You know, and let them. Uh, everybody, if you've got an idea, if you want to talk to us, we want to be a resource, and we're going to get this. You know, we're looking maybe sometime the end of March. We've got to see. We've got to find a place. We're going to try to pull all this together, but I'm very motivated and committed to 
pulling this all together and trying to make a difference uh, here in Newburn. We're also going to reach out to Carol Maddox, who's got an unbelievable organization where they're trying to... What is that? To I mean, I was, we were talking to a gentleman last night who was telling me about Carol. What is her organization? I think it's called CPAP. And, and what it is, it's it's an organization to stop drugs and to stop the use of drugs in our young people. And she's very, she has been committed to the youth of this county for many, many, many years. And we want to we bring all the resources on board so that we can make sure that... You know, I think sometimes there's too many resources and people just don't know where to go. So we want to bring them all together, try to maybe even compile a list or make one central place where people can find the information. But we're going to be all over this. We're going to get back to you. And if you've got comments, if you want to talk to us about it, please go to talk, talk, City Talk at talknewburn.net and, you know, give us your thoughts. We're glad to hear from you. And we definitely want to... Uh, work with you in any way we can. And of um, course, uh, you know, Dawn Baldwin Gibson, <clears throat> thanks. She always wants us to be on board, so uh, she wants to help too. And it's CSAP, C-C-S-A-P. I think it's Crave, oh, Coastal Carolina uh, Substance Abuse Prevention. So that is what uh, Carol Mar- Maddox's organization is. And Dawn, thank you. And uh, definitely, we want the ministers, we want people on board because if we save one life, it, it, we've we've done an awesome job. I think. We are going to save a lot of lives. We're going to build a wall around these drugs, and we're going to make the drug dealers pay for it. Hey, what, coming out of the meeting yesterday with Randy, I just want to um, – here's what we're going to need. We're going to need people who are um, volunteers, dedicated volunteers, uh, people who know how to use social media. We need some administrative people to do a lot of the grunt work. We need feet-on-the-ground people. We need uh, people who know how to do t- uh, Twitter and – Periscopers. So if those are in your oh, skills, yeah, per- yeah, we I don't do know need- what periscoping is. Yeah, because one of the things we want to do with this is... Danny Booker's here. He doesn't know what Periscoping is. (laughs) We want to make it a social media event, so we would like to be live streaming during the meeting. We want to be on Periscope. We want to be on all these social medias so that we can have interaction with the people that this is affecting. But again, if you're on drugs, if you are at a dead end and you don't know who to turn to, where to to, turn to, go to our website. Go to um, uh, City Talk. Dot net, oh, excuse me, talknewburn.net or email us, citytalk at talknewburn, and give us the information. We will get you some help. We will point you in the direction. Um, but until we can get to this drug summit, we're, we're going to try to do everything we can. Absolutely. That one's done. That Dawn one's done. Baldwin Gibson. So, you just so, mentioned her. You, I know. She's <laughs> got a show called Dawn in the Morning. And Dawn in the Morning, I went on, and I'm proud to call Dawn Baldwin Gibson a friend. We went on there yesterday. Um, there is a controversy that has arisen over a property on Third Avenue. Boy, Denny's over there laughing at me right now. And I'll, you'll have your chance, Booker. You'll have, you can keep that conversation rolling. But I went on Don's show yesterday, and uh, here's what happened. Don wanted to start, uh, because for health concerns in the African-American community, Don is a champion of those. Don's really a champion of the, of the African-American community. She said, I want to start a community garden. I want to start a farmer's market. She originally wanted a, a plot of land over there on, I think, Queen Street by the police department. The city said, no. Um, Dana uh, Outlaw, or Mayor Outlaw, said, no, well, that one we might need to expand into we might need to expand market. into the um, the police department down there. Why don't you go? Uh, why don't you go get a get a space on Third Avenue? So she went down to Third Avenue, and lo and behold, when he gets down there, when she gets down there and says, "All right, when, where can I have this land?" 
the city's like, what land? Land? What land? No, you can't have that land either. And besides, this, these were outlaws' comments in front of Don's daughter. Uh, you people aren't that thoughtful about your food. One, you know, all you want are your collards and cabbage. And um, and so Don's daughter was sitting there. And I mean, this is the this is the mayor. And he goes, I'm not going to retract that. You people aren't. All you people want is your collards and cabbage, and you're not thoughtful about it. Well, this this is to me this. And you know, Don was like. I'm offended by this. And Dana was like, why would you be offended by that? It's true. So she comes. Anyway, that's, that's where we are right now. Yesterday I went on the show, and I, I learned a little bit more with Dawn. And Dawn told me that she, uh, Outlaw originally wanted her to go over to um, the first street. And she, was gonna, she said, all right, we'll go over to the first street. Then they came back after that and said, um, no, I, we don't want you at First Street because that's where the Boys and Girls Club, we want to put the Boys and Girls Club in First Street. So he said, why don't you try Queen... The, the bottom well, line no, here, the no, lesson what, to be learned from this... This is what the bottom this, line is, Lee. What no the, vision. Exactly. And, and come on, you got all these parcels. First of all, there are about, I think, approximately 100, 105 empty lots in Duffyfield. And there's some of them that you cannot build on, but you probably could put a, a farmer's market you know, thing on there because of some FEMA regulations or whatever. You can't build homes, but you could probably have done a, you know, a covered area for a farmer's market. So when somebody comes to you that's got a grant and has this information, you sit down and you work with them. How do we make this vision work? The problem is we are selling everything. We're throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. This whole city market concept, while it's got some merits in places, again, it's no vision. You know, I, I think they are so the mayor is so desperate to try to make something, you know, good happen and, and so he could tell everybody, look what I did, look what I did, that they're just trying to throw anything they can there. And when you have a big piece of property like that, you really have to think it through. And what would be the highest and best use for that? I'm still of the opinion that it should be sold to the free market and there should be some kind of grocery store, market there, uh, you know, shopping, something there for the residents in that area that's not government-owned. Let the, let the free market enterprise take it. It will create tax base. It will create jobs instead of throwing government entities in there. They're just not thinking. They're not thinking. I don't see a vision. I just see things going Well, going here, here's the, the deal. The last I heard, you know, t at least be at least have a cohesive narrative on what you want to happen. The last thing I heard on that on that first street property was that the the city was going to force the farmers market to move there. Now he's off telling people that the boys and girls clubs going to be there. And I talked to someone last night who said, you know, the boys and clubs not going to be there. You have to have a cohesive narrative so people can trust what you're right. saying. Right. You know what I told Don? I said, Don Forget about forget about getting help from the city. You know what you know what we're gonna do. I already had a lawyer, a, a prominent lawyer in town, saying, "Look, I will buck up for this farmers market. We will buy a piece of property out in. We'll buy a piece of property out in Duffyfield. It can't cost more, or uh, it can't cost more than five, six, seven thousand dollars. We'll buy it. We'll start it. Uh, we'll run it. Don will run it, and then good food will come to a community." Not only good food, you know what you're selling there? Food, you know, that's great. But you're selling a good, wholesome place for people to come. You're, 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 you're selling you're, community. You're selling Every community. Every community needs a gathering place. I don't care if it's the golf course in Taberta. I don't care if it's the community center in Pembroke. Everybody needs a gathering place. And I, I have no issue with that. And the city should work with people. But 
I think the city market concept is very convoluted because it was not well thought out. It was, you know, slap up there. And, and you know, I almost hate to say this because I know people like <coughs> Jeffrey Geary and Cindy Blot, they work so hard. They are just, they put their heart and soul into everything, but they have to have guidance and vision from the people at the top. Danny, you know that. Yeah, when there, we were there. There's we, a, in the Bible, there's a verse that says, without vision, the people will perish. And that's what we've got here right now. We've yeah. got a lack of vision. This administration for two years has fumbled and stumbled. And this is just another example, one of many uh, that we could talk about that uh, it just, I listened to that show, by the way, you were hilariously as usual. <laughs> uh, Yes. Don, no, Don, I wasn't trying Don to be. had to reel him in on well, a number you know, of occasions. It's the women in this town that have to reel in these crazy She never men. pointed her <laughs> finger at me. Oh, yeah, but I the very end she did. And, you know, this leads me into the other article that was in the paper yesterday that kind of, you know, has me thinking about a lot of things. And it's the headline was, Newburn Board Holds Off on $75,000 Capital Project Budget. And, you know, they were trying to create a budget line, which we all are familiar with, to work on, to do preliminary work on multiple projects that Newburn wants that to They don't even know what the projects are. Well, they do in the form of what they want to do in the bond. But I found it interesting, first of all, that, you know, and, and Mr. Odom, I'm going to, Odom and Odom, I'm going to give you your due. He is questioning it now. And I believe he's questioning it now because we're putting so much pressure on him. You know, originally they wanted to do all this stuff. He said no to a fire station. I see in this article that they do want to include... Um, you know, a new fire station at Craven 30. Why there? I'm not sure. Well, I, I remember when we when we were initially trying to get Craven 30 going, Dana jumped up and rallied and just railed yeah, against, against it. it. We, you know, they're going to put go kart park over there. There's going to be a go kart park, and there's going to be all sorts of noise and this and that. He ran. He ran those developers out. He ran. They were going to willing to invest hundreds of millions of dollars in Craven 30, and that guy jumps up on a soapbox. I didn't know what he was talking about. But apparently it was uh, running Craven 30 out. Now they're going to put a fire right, station right. there. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. We have the go-karts are on fire. Somebody does, needs does to put every, them out. Does everybody know that we have a 52% fund balance? A 52% fund balance, fund balance or $14.7 million dollars. Um, you know. Well, you can you can in, you can in, have in that kind bank. of and you know you can God have that fund balance if you cut services and cut well, cut improvements, it. cut we, everything. We've cut everything. We've taken this. We've taken that. We've demoralized our city employees, but yet we have a fifty percent budget. So why would we want to do a bond for fifteen million dollars, which would raise taxes about five cents? I told you, by the way. I told you you're going. How do you know that? How do you know that? Oh, hush I up. told you. Oh, no, hush can up. I say I told? I'm pointing my finger right now. You can point you. your finger, but. I would tell everybody, you know, and again, I'm giving, I'm giving Alderman Odom, you know, I give credit where credit is due. He is, he is questioning this. He's saying that he wants the public to get involved and he wants to hear from the public. Well, hello, you needed to hear from the public before you made the vote to move forward with a bond referendum for November. So, um, can I say one thing about that? There's an old adage. Even a blind paint salesman can find a brush oh, sometimes. No, you've heard you know, that. Lee, all right. Uh, and, and then again, I know you've, you've never heard that adage. Uh, you're so bad. 
You are so stinking bad. But, you know, hey, the facts, <laughs> the facts are the facts. And, you know, I want to thank everybody out there who uh, I get comments on a, a weekly basis, people saying, keep at it, keep at it. You're another voice that we're not hearing from the city. So um, here's my plea once again, ladies and gentlemen. I invite the mayor. I invite the board of aldermen, the city managers, and the department heads to come any Friday they would like, for any amount of time they would like, we would be glad to have this discussion. If we are saying something wrong, come on the air, tell us. Let's have good, substantive debate. And I'll debate the facts any day, anywhere. Uh, Neil, Neil just corrected me. It's a blind squirrel. I'm sorry. I was wrong on that one. Uh, thank you, Neil, really for that. Bad. He did some research. Uh, so <laughs> he did some research. So That's why you're here, Denny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this $75,000 thing, um, what was that $75,000 going to well, be used for? Well, what they wanted to do was move some money into a budget line item so they could do some preliminary work on a fire station, on renovations. They wanted $2.7 million to renovate West Newburn Recreation Center um, and uh, sidewalks, you know, uh, millions and millions of dollars for sidewalks, which, of course, you know, that's an amenity that everybody wants. And unfortunately, for years and years and years, we never had enough tax base to really do some of the infrastructure needs that we have. And, and you know, Denny will attest to the fact that we struggled with budgets a lot of times. It was just, it was a challenge. And I, I see $5.7 for sidewalks here. That sounds like a lot, but... A lot of sidewalks. It's nice to see that we've put some sidewalks in, but I think it has to be done in a, in a uh, systematic, oh, thoughtful way, not just let's put sidewalks everywhere. Right. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting that on Glen Burnie, not only we put sidewalks, we're putting them on both sides of Glen Burnie. Oh, both and, sides. And I think that's kind of uh, questionable. Why do we need sidewalks on both sides of the street all at one time? So well, um, $5.7 $5. for sidewalks is a, is a big chunk. It really is. Um, and, you know, we've got about one minute left. Um, some few closing comments for me because I am off to Greenville and I want to thank uh, former Alderman Denny Booker for coming here today and um, helping me with Lee because I was really nervous in leaving the show <laughs> leaving Lee by himself. Don't worry, he'll keep it rolling. Yeah, I, yeah he will keep it rolling, that's for sure. We keep you rolling. <laughs> But, you know, it, uh, again, we do want we, we want to talk about the vision. We will continue to talk about what's good and bad and indifferent in the city. And if you have another opinion, I say bring it on. Um, but, you know, I want everybody to call us. You can call us at 252-633-4243. You can email us, citytalk at talknewburn.net, and get involved in the conversation. But get another cup of coffee because I'm leaving, and it's going to be Lee and Denny for the rest <laughs> of the show. So um, everybody have a great weekend, and we'll be right back. <laughs> and you're back on City Talk Live with Sabrina and Lee. Actually, Sabrina just took off to go to, uh, to, go to ECU for a, a board meeting up there. We're on 94.1 W and BU, and we're sitting, you can, uh, I don't know, do I have to do all this stuff with the Twitter and tweet accounts? All right, I'll do it. Well, you can email us at citytalk at talknewburn.net. Uh, you can Twitter us on talk, at talknewburn. Um, face, like us on Facebook at talknewburn. And uh, I think that's about it. I've still never Twittered or tweeted or any of that other stuff. I think it says email us at citytalk at talknewburn.net. That's the other one. Twitter's huge. Twitter's huge. We, we really are. But who's tweeting? I'm not tweeting. I don't tweet either. All right, here's the deal. Neil here's the deal. Um, you're sitting here with two people who also did not go to the uh, um, the debate last night. 
Did you go to that debate? I did not. I watched part of it, but I didn't go to all it. All right. I, I, you know, and Sabrina doesn't want to talk to me about this stuff because she's she wants to talk all about what what do you think of that whole uh, Trump boycott and that thing? Well, I think Trump made a big mistake. I think he uh, he was dis- I think it was just disrespectful to the people of Iowa. Here's uh, the uh, the caucus is coming up very shortly. Uh, his last opportunity to say why why you why you should want me. And uh, he just, because of a, a personality thing, he decides not to show up. I, I was very disappointed. I think he made a big mistake. I think it's going to cost him some some uh, votes. I don't know quite how that caucus works. It's not actually a vote. It's a group of pe- people get together and caucus. And, I guess and they go to people's houses. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't that, know. That, I think that's, I, I was think, listening. I think, to, I think that's right. And I was and, listening and, to go to people's houses and then you have to convince these people. Right. That, that, uh, that this is the candidate. Right. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know what they do out in Iowa. If you're listening out in Des Moines right now, is, is that how you pronounce it? I think it's I think it's Des Moines. All right. If you're listening in Des Moines this morning, call us in. Uh, I don't know what to think about it. I don't know what to think about the whole thing. I don't know what to think about the Republican Party, and I don't know what to think about the Democrat Party. Well, I do know what to think about the Democrat Party, but that's for another day. No, it's uh, not. Uh, uh, it's not. It's uh, it's. Hey, well, look, I, just find I think it really, they're all in disarray. I just find it very fascinating that, uh, that a— 75-year-old socialist from Brooklyn uh, who lives in Vermont can turn out the crowds he's turning out. It's frightening because he's an avowed socialist and says he's a socialist. And the tax, the tax situation that we've got now and the, and the deficit we've got now will, will be minuscule compared to what this guy wants to do. I'm not saying he can get it done, but, if, but it is interesting. Uh, the whole political scene is, uh, I just can't believe with 300 million people, uh, 200 million adults, that uh, this is the best group of people we can get to lead our country. It's 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 a little frightening. Now I've never seen the likes of it. And my dad was down last weekend, obviously, and he, you know, he's a he's a Washington, you know, worked for the federal government, nation building, PhD economist, conservative, blah blah blah. And he said, you know what, <laughs> I kind of agree with. And my dad's a. a you know, really a fiscal conservative. This guy can pinch a penny until it screams, and you'd hear that thing down the block. It, it mm. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, Sanders is kind of interesting in some of the stuff he says. He goes, but there's no viable economic way, no way of doing it. No, that's right. He's right. He's exactly right. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting. And, uh, again, Trump has uh, certainly shaken things up and gotten people. I give him credit. There are a lot of people who are interested in this election who – in other elections have just stayed home and not really interested. Uh, they're out there now because he has struck a nerve, if you will, talking about Washington and talking about money that he's using his own money. He's, nobody's buying him. Uh, he's saying a lot of things that people really want to hear. And uh, he, he's a little crazy, but he uh, <laughs> but he it does. might be a lunatic we're looking yeah, for. Yeah, it could be. He's just saying a lot of things that I think are, are really resonating with the average guy. All right. Well, enough of that. I just wanted to get that out there because it was, it was on my mind. Act. Allies for Cherry Point tomorrow. Is and you are a, the vice president and the president-elect? Yeah, I guess I'm, it's likely that I'm, I'll be the president here in a couple of months. Uh, I'm the, I've been the vice president. It's, it's a great organization. Um, a lot of people don't know too much about it. We, we are a uh, group of volunteers. Everyone there is a volunteer. There are the board is made up of about 16 people, some of whom are elected officials, some of whom Anybody are. from the city on that? Yes, Dallas Blackiston. Okay. Yeah. He was a former Marine. Right. And uh, from the county, uh, Scott uh, Dacey is on that board. 
and then from each of the four counties here who really rely on Cherry Point and primarily uh, FRC East for the, the economic driver that it is. And, and I, I, I can't say often enough how important this facility is to our community and our economic well-being. Um, it's the largest employer east of 95. $1.9 billion a year they pump into our economy? Over $2 billion. Over $2 billion. Over $2 billion. And uh, almost a billion of it is payroll. And the other half is... Payroll that's pumped right into our economy. Correct. People that work and live in our communities, a billion dollars of payroll. And then another billion goes into uh, goods and services and construction and all the other things that, that it takes to run that facility. What they do there is they repair airplanes for the Navy, the Marine Corps, and the Air Force. And they, they Even do... Even the Air Force planes are out there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anything... Anything that, um, that, that has anything to do with a, a, a vertical lift is this is the center. For, this is the vertical lift center for the whole United States. The F-35? Well, the F-35 coming, but I'm talking about helicopters. I'm talking about oh, right. ospreys and so on and so on. So uh, they're, they're hiring right now. They're looking for engineers because of the F-35 coming on board. They're already doing retrofits on the F-35s that are already flying. You know, when they build an airplane, they don't. It isn't complete necessarily when it when it starts. There's continual improvements that are made, and they have to go back and retrofit those that are out there. That's all being done at this facility. So it's an important cog to our nation, but more importantly to our community. And and this organization act kind of quietly works in the background to make sure that our legislators in Washington D.C. are constantly reminded how important this is. And we're, we're and and at the state level, but primarily Washington, because they're the ones that control the money that goes to the to the various mili military facilities. So that's what we're all about. So the, you're having a legislative uh, you're having a legislative agenda. You've invited your elected legislators down. All who's the coming? Yeah. Well, I don't know who's coming yet. We've just put out the invitation, but we've invited uh, our our two uh, state senators that uh, Burr and uh, uh, Tillis and Walter Jones and. Uh, Anybody that's that, that has part of our counties around here, uh, our four counties. Uh, so I, I assume uh, uh, that invitation will go out to Butterfield and uh, the rest of them that are, excuse me, that are involved. Norm Sanderson. Yes, of course. The state legislators also. Uh, what are, hey, what are the threats? You're, you guys are out there. What are the threats? Are there threats to, to There are Cherry definitely Point? threats. Um, this, lift faci this facility that's going to fix these airplanes and repair them, these F-35s, which are going to be bought by all the, all the branches. There are different va uh, variants, but they're all going to be coming to all the branches. It's going to be our plane of the future. By the way, Google, if you, if you have never Googled uh, F-35, Google F-35 and get a YouTube video of these things. They are awesome. absolutely futuristic. It's something like it's, out of G.I. Joe with yeah, these things. It really do. is. It's an awesome airplane. I, I was fortunate enough to get in the simulator and fly one. Uh, you know, in, in a, really? In a simulator. Where, where can I do that? You can can't, I, but right I, now. I cannot do that? Not right now. It's not here. The sim oh. simulator travels around the country. Okay. Uh, it is an awesome airplane, and I'm not a I'm not an airplane guy by by nature, but this thing really excited me when I when I saw how how great it is. Um, and it's our future. It's the future of our military. Um, this facility that's being going to be built at Cherry Point, a large facility to do these repairs, uh, Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma, has a huge 
empty General Motors factory sitting right beside it, and the state of Oklahoma offered to give that factory free to the federal government if they would move the lift fan facility there. The well, Marine Corps has made a decision, no, we're, we want it at Cherry Point. We're going to build a, a factory that's gonna, a facility that's going to be tailored to what we need to do. But those are the kind of threats that are popping up, Lee. It, it's not a done deal until it's done. You know, it ain't over till it's over, as Yogi would say, or ha, as Yogi had said. But in this case, uh, we're feeling cautiously optimistic that, that what we need to do at Cherry Point is going to happen there. So that's what we're all about. We're all about making sure that, that, uh, that primarily our legislators know what's going on that tinker facility have you ever been to tinker facility i have not been to tinker all right when i was working for the armed services Com committee we went out to the tinker and they are set up uh, i guess it's probably we all know about the stealth but they the stealth bombers and the stealth fighter before they became widespread that's where they were uh. they were they were out there and it was all big and secret back there but it's an amazing facility and we're competing with the likes of that that's right that's right yeah so and and there will be other places uh other, there are several other Marine, so we got two entities here. We got the Marines and we got our, our military there, and then we've got our civilian base there. It's all in the same, all at Cherry Point. Uh, so we got two different, different uh, uh, things going on there. Uh, the, the, the president has called for a BRAC, which is a, a base realignment and closure. He's officially called for a BRAC. Yes, the, the uh, senators are, our Congress has said at this point, no. So it will not happen during Obama's term. But the next president could call for a BRAC. And there are three or four other places around the country where the F-35 would be based for the Marines. Here, uh, down in Beaufort, South Carolina, um, uh, California, and Arizona. So there's four bases. And they could decide, hey, we only need three. We don't need two on the East Coast. So that's another piece of what we're trying to make sure we're working on the state of South Carolina has dedicated millions of dollars for their military bases for lobbying uh, North Carolina zero well yeah a couple hundred thousand I think it's it's uh, almost zero so th our competitors around us uh, understand the value of the military uh, I think everybody feels Camp Lejeune is safe don't want to have to worry about that and it probably is um, uh, our Fayetteville, our, uh, our Army base there is probably safe. So I think our state is, is a little, um, uh, our state legislators are a little bit, uh, have their head in the sand a little bit as, as far as the, the value of these military bases. It, it's one of the largest employers in our whole state. Oh, all right, just on a side note, you said Camp Lejeune. I am a Camp Lejeune guy. When I was in the Marines, I went through, I got injured at Camp Lejeune. I've sweated and left my blood on the, on the, on the obstacle course and stayed in the hospital for a week in Camp Lejeune. I'm and trying if, to if be politically can, correct, Mr. Battis. people can come in and change the name of Camp Lejeune to this French name, Camp Lejeune, almost anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Nothing stays the same. It was Camp Lejeune when I, I almost died there. My wife would agree with you. Good. And if you're out there, Camp Lejeune, bring it back. All right. That, on that note, hey, I was sitting next to, uh, went to this really nice thing last night um, over at Aperitif. And I was sitting next to uh, two people, two former fighter pilots and their wives from um, who live in Havelock now. And they've been here for 40 years. The, the, the wife of the, and I won't mention names, but... The, the wife of the first fighter pilot does real estate out in Havelock. And 
she is really concerned. Every other, you know, she's like every other property out there is is you know is vacant. They're trying to. They're she's concerned for the for the for Havelock, and uh, are we seeing cuts already? Or yes. I mean, um, what's going on? Here, here's what's going on. The F-35 is going to be the plane of the future. In the meantime, we are scaling back and losing. We just lost Pedro, and it's— Why did they get rid of Pedro? Um, the Marines say they didn't have the budget to continue to operate it. Our Marine Corps, our United uh, States Marine yes, Corps. Yes, sir. And so it's gone. Pedro's gone. The second piece is the the Harriers and the um, the Prowlers— are the two primary planes that are based there. Those squadrons over the next five years are going to continue to get smaller. There will be less Marines next year at, at Cherry Point than there are this year. There will be less Marines the following year. There will be less Marines the following year. And it's like 2020 until we see our first F-35 squadron, and then things will start going back up. So for the next four years, the number of Marines that are stationed in Craven County will continue to decline. That's a fact. And that's just not good. It's not good. I think the other piece is for Havelock is that the civilian population at FRC East, what we were talking about a minute ago, those people aren't necessarily living in Havelock. Uh, get on 70 at 630 in the morning uh, and look at the traffic going toward Cherry Point. Those aren't Marines for the most part. Those are people going to work at I, I try East. to stay out of Havelock early in the morning. I, I, <laughs> It's a good idea, uh, particularly you should. Um, yeah, I don't drive there early in the morning anymore. I think we know why. So the, the, the reality of it is <laughs> that the people in Havelock are seeing less Marines and will continue. So I think that that's going to impact rental properties. It's going to impact the businesses there. And if you see just from this just from this transition, if you see the the property values going up, if you see empty places, imagine what it would be like if if we lost the F thirty five, we'd have a ghost town there. And you know what? That's trickling down to Moorhead City. Oh. So if you're listening to Moorhead City, you, you know they they spend money down there one nine or two point whatever billion. They spend money Moorhead. They spend money in Havelock, Newburn. They spend money here. And you know what the interesting part about Cherry Point is? Cherry Point, did, have you ever gone out and done the bombing range thing? I have not, no. Oh, if you get a chance. The interesting thing about Cherry Point is that we are one of the few places in uh, mainland United States where you can do riparian runs, where there are riparian and littoral runs, which means that the, the, the planes are coming in, the jets the are coming in off the water and actually bombing out there at Piney Island. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people come in from – when I was out there – the French, uh, the 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 British were out there. The French and some other foreign nationals. I think I forget where they were from, but people are coming in from all over the place. We're very important, and if you really took time to know what you know what Havelock means or what uh, Cherry Point means to us, aside from we just love our Marines. I mean, we're a Marine Corps family. It means money. That Absolutely, it's green, well, green, Lee, uh, green. An interesting statistic: the largest employer in Carteret County is Cherry Point. There are more people that live in Carteret County. That, that it's the biggest employer for Carteret County's employees. So more people that live in Carteret work at Cherry Point than anywhere else. And, and, and the other thing I would say is that uh, we've got a very active group in our Chamber of Commerce called the Chamber Military Alliance. And this is a group of guys and gals that are constantly working to support the military at Cherry Point. From going down and feeding these guys chicken a couple of times a year, all the Marines – to, uh, As a former Marine, I'll tell you, we love chicken. 
I know you do. And uh, and MREs. They establish a Marine quarter, Marine of the quarter, and they give an award. And I it's love just doing a lot that. Of great I love doing that when I was mayor. Yeah. Hey, we got thirty seconds. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna kind of wrap up. But I also want to talk a little bit about you know um, what what we're doing with our veterans when they come back. The issue of PTSD. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about that because Marines don't have a voice, and I think we need to have a voice. And we, I think we anecdotally we need to do better. Uh, we'll be right back, Neil. And we are back live on City Talk with Lee and Sabrina. My glasses just came over my face. Sabrina's driving off to, to ECU right now to do one of the many things that Sabrina does. Uh, Sabrina, we're being haved. We're being haved. And it's 94.1 WNBU. WNBU. Uh, City Talk. Email us at citytalk at talknewburn.net. Follow us on Twitter. I don't know who's tweeting, but uh, at talknewburn. Oh, Neil's tweeting. Oh, we're tweeting. I guess I'm tweeting. Live stream, podcast, blog at totnewberm.net. And you can call us, obviously, at 633-4243. Before the break, we were talking with Denny Booker. Thank you for sitting in slash babysitting. Um, while Sabrina is gone, My we're pleasure. talking about um, the state of returning veterans in the in in you know in this country, more particularly the state of returning veterans to Ethan, North, North Carolina. With Camp Lejeune and with the Cherry Point, we see a lot of them. What do you see? Well, I've got three or four working in, in my uh, store in Jacksonville, guys who were Marines. And, and that's Family Tire in Jacksonville? Yes. Okay. And, and, I, and I, <clears throat> my experience has been, we've been there three years now, and a lot of people coming in to apply are guys that have gotten out of the military, both for sales jobs and for service. But mostly, these are guys that worked on planes and worked on trucks and, and, and uh they're really talented guys, but they've all got physical issues or mental issues. And, and I say mental, I don't mean they're mentally ill, but they've, they're struggling because of what happened to them. We've had two of them, uh, two of the guys had to, had to move on and do, I don't know what they're doing. They just couldn't stay focused to do their job. So it's a real, it's a real problem. And this is just one little business. Um, thousands of these guys are getting out and the, uh, they they did multiple multiple uh, deployments one right after the other after the other and it, is this takes the, it takes its toll is this in the purview of act or is this outside the scope no of no this this nothing to do with act well in in my practice i'm i see families being broken up i see guys coming back you know and as a marine you know when you're in the marine corps you, you're not necessarily fighting well you are fighting for your country but you're also fighting for the for your guy right there next to you. You know, you develop this tight knit, you're in a fire team, you develop four or five, you know, four yep. people, you develop this platoon fire team mentality and you're fighting for them. Those, that, those yep. guys become your entire world and yep. you're fighting for them. And it's this camaraderie yep. that it's this camaraderie. It's this bond. It's this love of country and, 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 and really being a warrior. And then you come back here and mind you, I was never deployed. I can just tell you from, from, <coughs> My experience in the Marine, you come back here or you get out of the Marines and there's a sense of emptiness that nothing lives yeah. up to that camaraderie And that on top of seeing the horrific stuff and doing the horrific stuff that humans should never do to one another. Uh, it breaks them. And, you know, growing up, I saw the, the Vietnam vets just left out there to rot on city streets, long yeah. hair. And it's it's pathetic. It's horrible. Well, I think. I think the the experience, particularly of the uh, the grunts, I guess I don't know what they call them. That's what they, we call us in the army. But we call them Marines. Okay, Marine grunts. Um, no, 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 no. Marines. Okay. I mean, I'm talking about the guys that are 
on the ground. I'm not talking about the pilots and the, but the guys on the ground, the guys you're talking about yeah. who are out there fighting, uh, <clears throat> the skill that they learn doesn't, other than the team building piece, doesn't really transfer to civilian jobs. And they come back and they struggle trying to fit in to our, to our society. And but they're all hard workers, though, and they are loyal. I, I, that's one thing I've Semper learned about Semper Fi. Semper Fi. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Neil's holding up the one-minute uh, sign. Denny, thank you so much for coming in. Um, I think Sabrina's going to be out next week, so we're going to do something on that week. I want to tell you, my mom, um, my mom with her uh, brain cancer, uh, they've given her a horrible prognosis. She's... You know my mom. Oh, Go to July well. yep. 7th edition of, of City Talk if you want to hear her. Wonderful. Mom, I love you. I'm sorry that you're going through it. But even though they gave her two weeks, my mom mm. is still uh, she's still living life the way she always Good lived for life. her. Yeah. Well, my wife said to make sure I sent her condolences. Uh, not, in it, not condolences, but she's so sorry to hear about that she's at that state. So. I'm proud of her. Uh, you know, she she is dying with dignity and dying the way Good she is. Yeah, oh, Ten seconds. Hey, Leave it on a positive note. Thank you, Denny, for being here. It's a pleasure always. Oorah, Marines, and we'll see you on the sidewalks.